Hello and welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, aliens, psychics, religion, new age, awakening, ascension, starseeds, channeling, holistic health, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, while other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's modern world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Become a Patreon supporter to get access to behind the scenes of our guests, freebies, early access to new episodes, discounts on merch, and more. Hello lovelies, welcome to another week of spiritual shit and I hope that your year is getting off to a good start. It's been such an interesting week after having last week uh, Thomas Campbell on the show and listening to some of your reactions to Are We Living in a Simulation? And uh, it was a really fun episode to do. I had to do so much research for it. So I'm so glad that you guys enjoyed it. And today we have Agape Stensinopoulos on the show. And it's like talking to a living angel. She's so wonderful. And you can just feel like the love that she emits. And uh, I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode because we were talking about the power of prayer, power of intention. And uh, yeah, so we'll get into that a little bit later. But first, we're going to do a few announcements. Um, just another announcement that we have spiritualshitschool.com up and loaded with a new course, which is six workshops in one spiritual shit basics. And it is currently going for $111. It is six workshops, guys. So there's about 10 hours of content. We talk about awakening. It's kind of like awakening now what, which will give you kind of some insight on what to do now that you've figured out that you are not just a meat sack. And then we talk about intuition. We have a very good spirit guide, very detailed spirit guide workshop. We get into dreams. I teach you how to read cards and how to turn your spiritual passion into a business. So lots of good content in there. Um, it is still at the introductory price, so you better nab it before I change the price on that. So, um, also if you are a Patreon member, our next month's workshop for our $10 members is, uh, February 6th at 10 CST. And we are talking about how to approach healing trauma and wounding, um, particularly, um, the way that we think about it and adjusting our mindset to the perspective of where we've been hurt and how to integrate that. So it's going to be a really powerful one, I think. And so if that is something that you're interested in, obviously you can sign up at patreon.com slash the lovely Leah to be a part and become a $10 member. Um, additionally, we have some really uh, cool after discussion with Agape. So if you're any tier member, you can hear uh, the rest of this episode over there. Um, this is my weekly announcement about scammers on Instagram. If someone is approaching you and asking you for money for reading, it is not me. So make sure that you block and report that person. It's happening to a lot of spiritual influencers uh, or people that are online that, that are that are gifted in that way. 
And so um, we already have enough stigma in the the bag for <laughs> um, scam and fraud. And so it's just, it's kind of, while it's disheartening for a lot of people, uh, do your due diligence and make sure that you're looking at the handle and just know that most, if not all, uh, true spiritual uh, readers are not going to solicit you for readings. So that is our weekly announcement. I hope you don't fall for the scam. Um, so besides that, uh, I'm, I've been thinking a lot about the show and thinking a lot about how to move forward and what that's going to look like. Um, we're going to change the format a little bit. So it's, it's not happening right now, but there's just going to be more of me on the show, um, talking to you directly. And it's something that I think I've been kind of scared to do for a while and it's time. It's just time. So we're going to figure out what to do. I have a surprise coming, I believe, into this month or February where you're going to get a lot of really amazing content. And uh, I guess we won't announce that yet. So <laughs> you'll get to see when it happens. It may or may not include a meditation album, which I've been working really hard on. And uh, yeah, if you feel so led, uh, please send me some light and prayer, because we are talking about the power of prayer today, uh, intention for clarity, and to know what's my next best move uh, in order to make the impact that I'm trying to make on the world. Um, I also need clarity too. <laughs> and most of my readings, people come and they say, you know, I really would like clarity. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with you there. Uh, sometimes we are in spaces where we're, we're unsure about what to do next. And I'm, I'm really working towards being in a position of surrender and just asking for what it is that I need. And I think that that's super hard sometimes is that we're like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I, you know, scheme and make sure and check and, you know, and, and I'm a super proactive person. So it is hard for me to sit back and surrender and just say, you know what, whatever is in, you know, the best interest of the highest good is what I'm open to. And uh, that will be my prayer today. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and get into this amazing episode right now. Agape Stansonopoulos is a best-selling author and speaker who inspires audiences around the world. With her new book, Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You, it's a collection of prayers and stories to inspire and unlock the inner strength to get your daily fix with God. She believes prayer is your ongoing conversation with something larger than yourself, and similar to a mindfulness practice, a daily prayer has the power to change your life. Regardless of whether or not you practice an organized religion, this gift is available to you as a way to unlock greater awareness and inner strength. With her signature joy and heartfelt wisdom, Agape presents a non-denominational guide to harnessing this power of prayer in your life and using it to find connection, peace, and gratitude. In her previous book, Unbinding the Heart, A Dose of Greek Wisdom, Generosity, and Unconditional Love, she shares the wisdom from her life's adventures and experiences. She takes the readers on a journey and inspires them to let go of what doesn't work and instead create lives that they really want. Agape is trained in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Art 
and then moved on to receive her master's degree in psychology from the University of Santa Monica. In her previous books on the Greek archetypes, God and Goddesses in Love and Conversations with Goddesses, they were turned into PBS specials. She's currently conducting workshops for Thrive Global, a company founded by her sister, Ariana Huffington, to change the way we work and live. A force to be reckoned with, Agape, in my opinion, radiates the very definition of her name. Please welcome Agape to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Alia Lovely. And today we have Agape Stansonopoulos, who is the writer of a beautiful incarnation of a book called Speaking with Spirit, 52 Prayers to Guide, Inspire, and Uplift You. How are you, Agape, today? Oh, it is so wonderful to see you, Alia Lovely, Alia the Lovely. I love that. <laughs> Can you Thank give you. yourself that? I gave myself that. Yes, it will be legal next year. <laughs> My God, I love it. Thank well, you. well, it beats Tassinopoulos, which is so long, and, and <laughs> but I love it. You know, it's. Uh, <laughs> My father gave it to me and I kept it throughout my life. <laughs> well, beautiful. Well, we're really excited to talk to you because you are such a passionate writer and the research that I went through and that I looked up and your story is just, it's such a beautiful story, but you are able to deliver like the words and the, the things that you have to say with such love. I mean, your name means love, which is beautiful in the yeah. first place, but yeah, the way true. in which you're able to communicate them, it's, it's so eloquent and elegant. And I just really know that our listeners are going to love the, the calming and centered message that you're going to bring them today. Um, so before we get into that, I would love to hear, and I'm sure they would love to hear as well, um, your story and how you kind of got started to have this wealth of wisdom that you're going to bestow on us today. I will, I'll make my story as short as I can, <laughs> because it, it can read uh, and like the Greek uh, epic, like Homer wrote, you know, the, <laughs> and the Odyssey, and this is like a goddess. <laughs> well, mm. because I am very dramatic, I'm very emotional. So I'll make it as condensed as I can. Basically, um, born and raised in Athens, Greece, uh, educated in London at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts, uh, where I realized and that theater was my passion and acting and um, just the whole uh, education was kind of extraordinary. And my school was amazing. And um, through the grace of God, I was able to go to Los Angeles to do a movie uh, the movie, Through the Grace of God, again, did not work out. And I embarked on a spiritual path uh, through yoga, meditation, and spirituality through uh, reading, uh, you know, tons and tons of books. I had a spiritual experience that I describe in my book, Unbinding the Heart, uh, a dose of Greek wisdom, generosity, and unconditional love. And I described it. In every book I've written, actually, I describe this moment of epiphany of knowing that I, I was part of the divine, part of God, mm. uh, part of the mystery of uh, whatever you want to call it, Alia. You know, God is such a small little word to define the magic and the, and the spiritual aspect of ourselves. And from then on, I embarked into the journey of finding my grounding in the world. And it took years and years to find myself and uh, to see what am I meant to do since the acting career wasn't happening. 
So I ended up developing um, a book uh, that was a one woman show on the Greek goddesses and archetypes. I'm basically a storyteller. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people resonate with my books is because I, I really write from the place of telling stories from the heart. Mm -hmm. And uh, those books, uh, Conversations with the Goddesses and Gods and Goddesses in Love, uh, became a PBS special. And I, I embarked into a whole chapter of my life where I was expressing through the Greek archetypes. Mm. And, and then everything kind of came into a pause. And what I was really guided was to tell my story and to tell my story uh, through the adversities and the challenges and especially uh, through the lessons and the values I learned with my mother, Ellie Stasinopoulos, who taught me and Ariana some uh, really precious, extraordinary lessons which are really based on the foundation of the gift of life. Mm. And um, and um, that book uh, became really the launching of um, uh, my expression, uh, which was really to teach and to support others to become more of themselves. And that book was Unbinding the Heart. And I went on the road and I, I, I spoke, and I spoke viscerally from my passion and my, and my heartfelt uh, experiences of what I'd gone through. And then after that, I wrote the book, Wake Up to the Joy of You, uh, 52 Meditations for a Calmer and Happier Life. And uh, I, I, I love those meditations and its stories and upon stories and it's fun. And uh, by the way, I want to offer our listeners, if they would like to receive, I give um, about eight to ten uh, guided meditations as my gift if they email me at agapi, A-G-A-P-I, at unbindingtheheart.com. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> unbindingtheheart.com, it will be my pleasure to send you some of the meditations. And um, that's basically, you know, on a nutshell, uh, my story. And, and now where this story finds me is in this expression of this new book, Speaking with Spirit, which is a new discovery on the depth of prayer. And when I say a new discovery is because I've always prayed and I've always called in the light and I've always meditated and I've always sensed that the, the power of the higher power, whatever you want to call it, Elia, and I, I love to know what you call it, hmm. the higher power of God, uh, the source is what I say. Uh, I love that source, hmm. your source. Hmm. And that connects you to your breath, to your where we are actually receive the breath right now. And we can take a moment and all receive the breath. And you realize, as you said in the beginning of your prayer, that you are connected at all times. But the, the mind and the emotions and the physical, the matter of this world disconnects, makes us feel disconnected. We're never disconnected. <laughs> but we feel disconnected. So right. where prayer comes in is when you feel disconnected, you feel upset, you feel uh, out of sorts, you feel disturbance. 
you feel fear, you feel a lack of enthusiasm, when you are stuck, you can stop right there. And if you own it and say, I feel stuck or I feel uh, overwhelmed or I feel I don't know what to do next or I feel too dependent or whatever it is, whatever human emotion and you name it and you breathe it in and you own it instead of judging it because most of us, what we do when we feel that way is we judge ourselves. Right. So if you say, this is how I feel and right there you call on the spirit and I call the spirit beloved, beloved show mm. right now, how may I bring more peace? How can I bring more uh, awareness? How can I bring more solutions? How can I bring that, um, that that I truly am to transform uh, this level of disturbance that I have, this tiredness, this overwhelm? And is there anything I need to know? And spirit might say, Go take a nap. <laughs> or it might say, get off your phones. Mm -hmm. Or it might say, go around the block and, and breathe. Call a friend. Mm. Uh, jog. You know, run in place. Listen to your favorite song. It's very practical. Mm -hmm. That's the thing that I love about this book, you know that I have here, I have, I have it here, the galleys, the new book is coming out, as you know, uh, tomorrow. And uh, the, it's out and ready to order and people can really enjoy mm. the prayers, the stories, because I, my intention in writing this book was to um, empower people to know that you are never alone. Mm. You know, yeah, you said to me, what's the one thing you would love to you know we all know so many things and discover so many things in our lives and you said what is the one thing you would love people to know uh if you had to pick up one thing i would say that you're never alone and god is your partner hmm. Hmm. that's powerful that is incredibly powerful and it hits me kind of today because i was thinking as you were you were talking about some of my history with prayer uh, I was raised in a very traditional Christian home, Southern Baptist situation. And a lot of our prayers tended to have to do with, please forgive me. I've done something wrong. Please forgive me. I did this, you know, or I'm scared or something along those lines. And so when I um, left my church background and then I became an atheist for like two years or something like yes. that, there was such a, a isolation that I felt this disconnect from, as you've said before in an interview, I heard you say the Wi-Fi, if you will, <laughs> this yeah. disconnect um, from source, from connection to universe, uh, God. And, and I thought like this, this, this heavy sense of isolation, loneliness. And so to, to bridge the gap, come back to spirituality, find my own version of it that worked for me there, that connection of being able to speak with spirit and the, the, I know a lot of like people that we've talked to, uh, on the show or people who are uh, my clients, they've said things like I'm really scared to talk to spirit. Cause I don't want them, you know, to hang over my bed or <laughs> show up like ghosts or something like that. I'm like, it's not about any of that. It's about taking that connection to source. That is such a, that's a, such a wonderful question that I want to address. Mm -hmm. And I actually want to ask the listeners, 
because like you, you know, there are many people who believe and pray and they pray whenever they want something mm -hmm. or they want help on something. And there are the people who are uh, pray like on Sunday mornings when they're on church, there are people who say, I don't, I don't know who to pray to. Mm -hmm. And there are people who know the power of prayer, but they don't use it. Mm -hmm. So I was one of those people. Yeah. I know how prayer can be powerful, but I'm going, why don't I pray? And I want to ask the listeners, if you know how powerful prayer can be, why don't we pray? I'll mm -hmm. tell you what I think, and you tell me what you think. I think we don't pray because we are so vulnerable when we pray. We have to like open up our, the gates, we open mm -hmm. up our hearts, and we, we don't always trust that the guidance is there, the inspiration is there. Uh, and, and, and you know, Elia, the bottom line is that if we can go there and, and tell ourselves, I love you with all my heart. Right now, I love you at that moment of difficulty, at that moment of challenge, and be there in the loving. So my spiritual teacher has a quote that I love, and he says, heaven is not a location it's a vibration and and in order to get to that vibration you have to quieten the lower vibration which is the the worry the anxiety the insecurity the fear the second guessing the mistrust uh the loneliness the oh my god i'm alone there's no one here and it's these places that are harsh and shut off and it's like um it's like imagine there is the river and there is these blockages. Mm -hmm. So, and then at that point, if we quieten that and we raise our vibration by chanting, for example, mm -hmm. you know, or by chanting whatever it is you want to chant, by breathing and coming into the higher, like a pyramid, imagine yourself rising up, rising up, and then quietening that part and then breathing more and charging that place mm. with light, light that comes in and light that goes out, light that comes in. And right now, just enter it, enter your heart, enter your heart right now. Mm. And you start to feel the stillness, the quietness, and you start to feel, oh my God, my portable paradise. It doesn't matter <laughs> where I am. I could be at the airport at TSA with <laughs> people you know flashing in and out and 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 going in and out and 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 you know luggage and anxiety you know how the airports are i mean yeah. I think if you can stay calm at an airport you have really enlightened <laughs> you know take yeah. your shoes off take your coat off, take your off, <laughs> open your bag what do you have over here well i have a little cosmetics well you can't take it <laughs> my favorite cream <laughs> you can't have it i'm sorry <laughs> That's a $60 moisturizer. Got <laughs> a moisturizer. Oh, well, I'll keep it, the guys. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I mean, like, but you're right. I mean, right. can you be, can you become there? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think the, the two fundamental keys, one is, can you love yourself a lot? Can you forgive yourself? I, I, I heard your beautiful podcast you had with a beautiful couple, the Baldwins, and <laughs> They, the man was just talking a lot about forgiveness and recentering re and re-entering. I loved, I loved his, the way he said, he says, you know, how you forgive yourself 
and it's not the big things like you can forgive you can judge yourself because you're irritable with somebody or you can <laughs> judge yourself because you felt you snapped at your husband mm. you know and uh, or you you made a mistake and you judge yourself and or you judge yourself because you feel you know you're not doing life the way you are supposed to be doing. i mean there's so many ways right you know? yeah so if you can say I forgive myself i mean sometimes i just walk down the street uh to go somewhere and i just run forgiveness forgive myself for judging myself for feeling upset i forgive myself for judging myself for feeling left out i forgive myself for judging myself for feeling disconnected i forgive myself for judging mm -hmm. myself for judging so and so for doing that i forgive myself for judging myself for my worry I've, you know and you just run it and then then the forgiveness like it's like a, a window um the, the what do you call the when in the car uh, windshield wipers windshield wipers <laughs> libraries you know they take the rain away they talk away and then the sun comes in mm -hmm. and you are and from that place you can create more of what you want you know the saying that i have on my desk there's one saying that i have which says uh think uh how it how does it go um think of thoughts of what you want more of mm -hmm. uh focus that's what it is focus on what you want more of because most of us focus on lack mm -hmm. what we don't have and that's why gratitude is such an amazing spiritual gift yeah when you are in the shower and you say thank you for this water when you open your faucet and you go thank you there are millions and billions of people who have no electricity have no water and have no shoes yes no clothes and have no food and if you focus um and that can also create a sense of guilt, don't you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, why do I have so much? And um, so back to the prayer, it's the quiet space inside that opens up the gate to receive more of what you want. It is mm -hmm. so magical, Elia. It is so magical. I, uh, I feel like a, a kid on the candy store who's just hit the jackpot. Absolutely. I want to I want to comment on that because earlier you had mentioned that we know the power of prayer but we don't use it. And I think often very very much so that there's a a, a vulnerability that's required of us being able to to believe that we can receive something when very often we are guilty or judging or whatever and we say we don't deserve that so we can't exactly. ask for it. Exactly. And so go ahead. Yeah, no, exactly. No, you go ahead because I love it. <laughs> That's okay. No, I, just, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. There's a there's a thing that I noticed that I do, um, and this is so random, but when I'm cleaning my daughter's room and I'm going through and I'm organizing the diapers and I'm putting together the wipes and I'm folding her clothes, that I find myself very often saying thank you. And I'm going, thank you so much that I have enough to provide for my child and that we have enough to provide for my child. And remembering when I was a kid, like uh, we grew up really poor and not really having a lot of opportunities and stuff. And my parents did the best that they could. So we didn't go without that often, but yeah. thinking that like my, my child uh, will, will at least at this stage, won't have to experience that. How thankful I am for that. And that's a prayer that I do. I walk through my house. 
and I pray and I say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that gratitude, creating that gratitude in the home, putting it in the walls, you know, so that way it's something as a vibration that we can sustain so that we are not focusing on what we need to fix or do, or what's next on the job or whatever that we can stay in that state. But it's so difficult for a lot of people. How do you find that you stay in the power of prayer? Yes. Well, I have to do keep on knocking on myself <laughs> agape pray mm. because you know i have got to do this and i've got to do this i said take a moment and focus and that's why to me prayer is different than meditation mm -hmm. because meditation you've got to sort of quieten the mind and sit there and disconnect from the world but there you are on your desk on your email something happens and you go okay i mean a one minute prayer you know disconnect from your computer close your computer or turn it off or you know uh turn your chair around and put your hands in your heart and you go dear father mother god dear beloved dear beloved source god whatever you call it i ask just now for the light of the spirit to illuminate my consciousness the parts of myself that feel out of sorts let's put it this way right mm -hmm. and then you breathe in and then you exhale, guide me. I anticipate the good that's gonna come out of this moment. And so you start to open up the fields of something good, of shifting. You might need one minute, two minutes, five minutes. You might need 10 minutes. Then you take a piece of paper and a pen and you can write what spirit said to you. I mean, sometimes spirit says to me, um, relax, beloved, all is well. Hmm. So I hear the voice of that wisdom in me mm -hmm. and, and, and you are loved. I mean, all of us want to be seen. We want to know we matter. We want to know it's going to be, everything is going to be okay. And it's that calmness, you know, and I have felt that calmness in the midst of just really difficult moments of other people's lives as well. I mean, I felt that calmness when my parents were passing. Hmm. You know, the spirit is just, it's palpable mm -hmm. because in that, in that essence, there is love and there is peace and there is joy. Mm. And so if you make where you're at wrong, which most of us do, we can't hear the voice of that wisdom. You know, there's a beautiful story of a monk that I love to say who uh, was in the monastery retreat. And he kept praying to God and saying, God, what can I do to serve you? Can I feed more poor? Can I wash the feet of the lepers or the, the people who are sick? Can I plant more trees in, in the garden? Uh, what can I do to bring your message more into the world? And he heard his inner voice say, shut up and let me love you. <laughs> I feel like that's the hardest thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, um, I mean, when for me, it's like when I am with someone, I always feel the loving. It's when I'm by myself because I'm an extrovert. Mm. And I wrote this book during the pandemic in a lockdown when I couldn't see my friends. I couldn't go out. I couldn't go to the supermarket. And I, was, I felt we were living in Los Angeles and I felt sh I had shut off, you know, that I was mm. shutting down. I was shutting down my heart. I mean, I was tired of doing Zooms and and. Yeah. And, and, and so this book was a gift to me 
I mean, it is extraordinary if you really, and I, I want to encourage our listeners to, as whether you are driving or you are at your home listening or you're walking or you're exercising, just to take a moment and saying, oh my God, I'm not alone. I can be guided every step of every living, breathing moment that ever, if I open up and, and partner with that source inside of me and I hold its hands and it's like, take your hands. And you know, it's interesting how, why prayer is two hands together, clasped mm -hmm. together, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, the left and the right hemisphere of the brain it's the it's the human and the divine and they come together and you place them in your heart and you say oh my god right now this moment i i can receive benediction i can receive grace mm. i give grace to myself and i ask for more grace and you know it's the it's like it's the banquet table <laughs> everything yeah <laughs> and you open up to that you can become a way shower for so many other people mm. you can show other people and inspire them which mm. is what i'm doing now mm -hmm. i'm inspiring me and all of us <laughs> I'm learning along I, as you said to me what do you do to incorporate prayer i said i i knock on myself hello <laughs> is anybody there listen to me <laughs> Well, you mentioned the the pandemic and you writing this during a time where a lot of people were going through an immense amount of fear. And so with prayer, I know that, that you have some prayers that, uh, with you that one of you, which you might like to read, but uh, for people who are dealing with that kind of anxiety, I mean, in any time in our life, we can deal with fear, you know, in, in many different ways, but are there any ways in which we can deal with fear through prayer uh, that can really center us and get us in a space where we can uh, disseminate a lot of that anxiety that we're, you know, cause sometimes yeah. I think our worry is a prayer. Like when we worry about stuff, we're praying for things we don't want. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, so, and, then it, and then they show up. Exactly. I have a, a, a prayer for fear here. Mm -hmm. And uh, let me see it's chapter 25. And it says you are bigger than your fear. And it's a beautiful chapter. It's about my parents in the second world war and um how they overcame fear and and my mother had this incredible trust in life that um a lot of people i know don't have you know a lot of people live in this permanent anxiety of uh, it's it's a low grain anxiety or it takes over you mm. so and it's it's a sense of not feeling safe in the world right and that is something that uh, do you feel safe in the world Elia? Uh, i'm working on it having a new baby has made me feel less safe in the world. And I feel like at every corner, I'm like, Oh, there's a danger. There's a danger. There's a danger. Now with the virus, you know, yeah. But, um, I think placing this, this higher trust, um, and, and knowing what it is that kind of exca excavating the worry mm -hmm. and then going into the trust. And so in this prayer, I say, dear beloved, as I move forward in my journey, I ask to find the courage to move past my fear, mm. knowing that the mighty spirit that lives in me is so much bigger than my fear. Okay, so there you go. You have that first phrase. And I, I recommend uh, when you have this book in your hands, which I hope you will, you read these prayers loud to yourself. Show me how to transform my fear into trust and my insecurity into confidence. 
Show mm. me how to transform my scared voice into my sacred voice. And you wait and you listen. Let me walk this path step by step, holding your invisible hand, hearing the inner guidance in me. Although I might not feed it fully or comprehend it, I am willing to let my higher power take the lead. Show me where the opportunities are and lead me to the support I need so I can see my vision clearly and draw strength from it. So be it. So be it. Exactly. So be mm. it. And it goes on and on, you know. So <laughs> I move forward in taking the next steps. I seize the sword of strength that clears my pathways so I can move with determination, trust, and positive energy, which are always available to me. As I speak these words, I release the illusions that I'm walking alone. I release the illusions that I'm walking alone. And I receive the support that shows me in practical, small ways that I can expand beyond my fears. So be it. So you read it, but as you read it, you are actualizing it. It's mm -hmm. not words. There is power in the words. Mm -hmm. you know, don't, isn't this in the Bible? Mm -hmm. This great um, beginning said in the beginning there was the word. Mm -hmm. Right? And the word was that's God. The sound. That's the sound current. Yeah. The light and sound. And we are made out of light and sound. And then we are in these three-dimensional bodies um, doing these human lives. And they need our lives need a lot of tenderness, a lot of kindness, a lot of humanity, a lot of love. And, you know, Elia, you look at the world and there is trouble everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that we won't feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the world is not designed to make us safe. I mean, look right. at this—the virus over here and the virus over there, and um, new viruses. And um... yeah, <laughs> you know, I listened to a, an interview with you and Mastin Kip, yes. and um, it was it was funny because when I clicked on it to listen to it, the way that you guys were speaking, it sounded like it was recorded last year, but then I found out it was actually from like 2016 or 17 or something. Yes. And I found like, wow, like the, the, the current of uh, essentially like, you know, the, the basket being dumped over <laughs> is yes. kind of what we've been experiencing in this awakening now where yes. the world is kind of getting new eyes. Can you speak a little bit to that? Because you did have a really, um, I believe a really great perspective about what's kind of happening in the world. That's helping us open our eyes to our dysfunctions and, and clean it out. I would say now that we are really far, far from the awareness of what it is to really take care of our planet, of each other, and this um, incredible danger of the virus has put us all in this place of knowing that we are extremely dependent on science, on the people who know how to protect us through the vaccines, uh, to, to know how to protect us through uh, taking good care of ourselves and that we are all vulnerable to this virus that is so unknown to us. Mm. So that humanity uh, is so humbling. So we're all being humbled, we're brought into to our knees to say, I don't know, I don't presume to know, but I can, trust 
I can listen, I can become aware, and I'm grateful for those who have tried to, to really help humanity through these major disasters. Mm. Not just that, but we have, as you know, so many um, problems at the moment on every level uh, mm. on this planet. So what we can all do is take care of our 10 yards, um, take care of our environment around us, take care of each other, and be as kind, as loving, as supportive, and as uh, passionate about our lives. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do, put yourself there, activate you, amplify you, activate your gifts, and give wholeheartedly. I mean, that's where the richness is. That's where the trust is. I mean, you know what it is. I mean, you have this little baby, this vulnerable <laughs> little baby that totally depends on you. And yet you know that you hold this baby and you have the kingdom, mm. right? Mm -hmm. You put it in your heart and you go, oh, my God, it's all here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the soul is there. Your soul is there. He, uh, you know, the, the baby soul is there. Your, your husband's soul is there. It's just you feel the, the soulfulness of this experience. Mm-hmm yeah after the the pain of the birth <laughs> of course yeah <laughs> well it's interesting um you had you had mentioned something about like and we talk a lot about manifestation on this show and i know that prayer is a big part of that when we set our intentions and our affirmations and our mantras and stuff um, but a lot of times sometimes those things can feel a bit isolated. We're talking to ourselves. We're saying, I would like this thing to happen. And I would like the universe to give me this thing. Um, you had mentioned that if you're having struggles with your manifestations, help someone else realize yeah. their thing. Can you talk yeah. about that? Yes, there are. There's nothing more empowering than giving your love and your support to somebody or somebody saying, Oh, I, I need, um, uh, you know, whether it is, whether they need financial support and you say, okay, good. You need financial support. Let me start raising some money for you. And, and you call 12 people, you put yourself in there too. And you say, can everybody help so-and-so with her rent? And you ask for them. Or if somebody says, I need to uh, put my daughter to college and I don't know anybody or I don't know the person you go, okay, let's find out together. Or somebody is, um, uh, having a hard time in a relationship or they want to start dating and they don't know how to do it. Uh, and you go and you say, okay, let me help you find your confidence. When you go and you um, feed someone else in a way and you, with your energy, and I, that's why I have this great chapter in the book, it's called How to Pray for Others. Mm -hmm. Then you, then it's almost like you're flooded and you realize you are a healer. You are a creator. And you can, but because you don't know how to create for yourself, go create for someone else. And you go, mm -hmm. oh, I can do that for me now too. Right. And talk about manifestation because there's been so much um, talk about um, manifesting what you want or uh, uh, the, the power of attraction, I think it's called. Yeah, law uh, of attraction. Law of attraction. And that's all okay. I have a, a philosophy about it, which is, See it, visualize it, really work on yourself to have the experience of what it is you want more of and uh, bring it to you as closely as you can. 
and trust it and then offer it. My niece, my Isabella, she's so wonderful. And she, whenever I have a problem, she says, offer it. Offer it to God. Offer it. And the offering, and that's another reason why we don't pray, is because the ego likes to feel in control. Yeah. You know, the greatest addiction on the planet is that we want to feel in control. And that's why we don't play. Pray, sorry, play. No, we do play. <laughs> we are um, praying. We are vulnerable. We are not in control. We don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And releasing that control, which I think eventually we all have to do it when we are, you know, transcending this physical world when we're dying, we have to let go. Mm -hmm. And so this letting go, exhaling, and just saying, I'm offering it. I don't know. Guide me. Mm -hmm. When you start to feel the guidance and and how things happen, you know, I'm sure you've had moments and times where you go, oh, I was just thinking of this person and they just called me and they want to be in my podcast. And you go, wow, that's amazing. Who did that? Well, you co-created that. Mm -hmm. But if you go, I want this person and I want this and I want it now and where it's not happening, you can drive yourself crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think of all the relationships I had that I wanted to get married, and I'm so glad I didn't marry the man I thought I wanted to marry. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Absolutely. So that kind of segues into, uh, you know, I hear a lot of people say, you know, but God didn't answer my prayers, or I've been trying to manifest this over and over, and I've been trying this, and I've been trying that, and, uh, you know, nothing really ever works for me. And I, I know the answer to this question, but I would love to hear from your perspective. You know, what what do you say to people who really have a challenge in feeling like their their prayers go unanswered? Well, I I would pray for the highest good. Mm -hmm. As you said, I wanted this, but this is not happening. But I think that's where the offering comes, Elia. You know, you when you say, "Show me where is my answer." in what I want and I can't make this happen. Is there something else? Show me how to let go. Show me how to be patient. Show me how to come in your lane rather than you wanting to come in my lane. Mm. You know, and that's where the trouble is. Like, you know, a friend of mine, her husband was very sick and he, you know, died and, and she was praying for him to get better and better and he died. So she can feel very betrayed by God. But his destiny was, I mean, he was suffering a lot. And a lot of us were just praying that this man would be released mm. from his suffering. So how do we know? Of course, I, I, I would pray, let, let the suffering end, but let me find solace in the loss. Let me find solace in the grief that I feel. Let me feel his love and God's love in me so that I can let go. I mean, the prayer, instead of, you know, saying, I want it this way. Well, it's maybe not the highest good. I mean, it's hard to um, let go and to, 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 to think that there is another way. And mm. that's where we have to be very quiet. And we also have to ask for mentorship because there are people who might say, I don't know how to pray or I'm praying, but I'm not getting it. And I'm mad at God. I'm mad. I don't believe anymore. 
Mm. But they can come to you. They can come to me. They can go to people who say, how do you see it? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you will guide them. I will guide them. I mean, I speak all the time and I do meditations to help people find their high self, their soul, their opening, their peace that's embedded in each one of us. But we've been blinded uh, and also a lot of it because of the ego way of thinking. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think that that's a big reason why people often lose their spirituality or lose their way is because they often feel that their prayers, their mantras, their manifestations, their affirmations, whatever, <laughs> aren't working and that no one hears them, which thus then makes them feel alone. And then ask, they end up closing themselves off, which then gets rid of their vulnerability to be able to be open to prayer in the first place. So for yourself, I mean, you're this talented writer, you've written four books, right? Four? Yes, five, 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 five. Sorry. I don't <laughs> mess that up. Um, five books. So how does it come to you? How does the, how does the information come to you? Cause I know you're a very spiritual being and someone who I, I imagine you have your throat chakra wide open uh, in order to be able to write the way you do. How do you hear from spirit? Well, I speak my words and I usually dictate to another human being. And I often, uh, I pray before I come into quietness and suddenly I have an inspiration and I start to dictate the story and then I dictate the prayer and I, the prayers that came to me through this book, they just completely came to me. Mm -hmm. I, mean, they, I, I, I hardly edited any word. The stories I had to edit and re-edit, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just, an, uh, I think once I opened up myself to my voice and trusted it, that it didn't have to be anyone else. I mean, originally for this book, I was going to do research of the, um, the history of prayer. And I did research and I did research and then I threw it out the window <laughs> because I didn't want any research. This was yeah. going to be a heartfelt, soulful, agape book. <laughs> and I had to trust. And when I was writing Unbinding the Heart, I remember I had stories upon stories about little things that happened to me and things that happened to my mother. And I, I would judge it and I say, no, don't say that or, or that's too banal or that's too insignificant and i would hear my voice say that say mm -hmm. that exactly that what like when you had that encounter in the coffee shop say that one because that's where the spirit showed up so when i judge it well that's the important things and that's the unimportant stories and little moments in life is where the spirit shines is in the little moments the spirit is not uh, glamour or sophistication or I have to look a certain way. It's in your most nakedness. It's the sweetness of the spirit. Mm -hmm. For me, it touched me during my difficult times of the pandemic, during the times that I was upset and frustrated and thinking this will never end. My very, very difficult times, you know? And that's when I started to keep on pouring it and, and dictating the book and editing the book. And I am just so proud of this book, Ellie. I have to tell you, I'm so because it came. It was really a birth. Mm. It was not nine months. It was a little longer. <laughs> Month pregnancy <laughs> and and years and 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 lots of hours of labor. Yes, I'm sure. I have oh. this um, uh, paragraph. I want to read you. Mm -hmm. uh, think of prayer as your favorite kite with a string wrapped around the spool that you're holding in your hands. 
you are the one that releases the string for the kite to fly. When you're flying a kite, the wind can take you in many directions. In the same way, your emotions, your thoughts, and whatever you're going through in your life can, can sway you from one direction to another until you steady yourself, until the kite, the wind, and you become one. Then you can fly as high as you want. Hmm. That is beautiful. That is beautiful. And what inspired that, that analogy? I don't know. I was in the, I was at the beach one day and I saw a kite mm -hmm. flying a kite. And I said, look at this kite. He's holding it, but the wind is taking it here. The wind is taking it there. And, but he's the one who is directing it. Mm -hmm. So in that way, you are, um, the captain of your ship, you know, you are holding it, you are directing it. It can go to the left, it can go to the right, but you are become when you come one, you know, that wonderful feeling of the kite when suddenly you and the kite and the wind and it, there is a flow mm -hmm. and that is the magical thing of alignment. Mm. That is, that's so beautiful, especially when we're referencing prayer. I think that sometimes it's something that like, I've always been someone who's kind of prayed in the background, uh, being raised the way I was. It was just, I'm always constantly in conversation with God one way or another. And then when I came through my atheist, uh, like stage or whatever, that isolation that I felt, I would still kind of talk to myself. And so even now today, when I pray, I, I ask spirit, uh, you know, like different questions and so on. And I'm having this dialogue all the time, kind of going back and forth with spirit like what do you think about this what do you think about that or whatever even in the middle i have um card readings and i do these card readings and spirit is talking to me almost in a stream of consciousness oh uh, back and forth so that unity of being able to have that connection is is to me what makes me feel like i'm not alone so i love that you're bringing that uh to the table for a lot of people because a lot of times people think it should be this glamorous thing or i have to be psychic or i have to sit down and i have to have a whole meditation room and i have to you know like no, it's as simple as just what you said, like getting into that center, getting into that flow state um, to be able to make that connection. It's a nonstop conversation. It's, a, it's an ongoing, that's how yeah. you say Yeah. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to <laughs> quote you actually. Ah, thank you. The ongoing conversation with God or spirit. That's what prayer is. So that it's, you know, in the Bible, I think it says pray unceasingly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, don't pray when you need something or, or when you are uh, in need you you're just praying all the time and you like your best friend you call them when you're feeling good when you're not feeling good you call them when you want to share something kabir has this great phrase that says when you really look for me you will see me instantly you will find me in the tiniest house of time kabir says student tell me what is god he is the breath inside the breath Beer, Rumi, Rumi, who says there are a hundred thousand ways to, to kneel and kiss the ground. You can pray in your shower and say, oh, my God, look at this elbow. Look at this arm. <laughs> oh, my God, look at my ear. Amazing, my ear, I can hear. Be in awe of your, yourself. Be in awe of your breath. Be in awe of your physicality, your emotion. Mm -hmm. Be in awe of the miracle of life that you are. Mm. Be in awe. Don't let your your small critical negative worry thoughts get you down when you are the miracle of life i mean what about that i've written so much about the miracle of life and i encourage people that 
to do send me an email because I do have this meditation that I do, which is called gratitude, reverence, and oh my God. At the, during the pandemic, I would spirit would say to me, look up, look up in the sky and marvel at, at everything that's going on. Just mm-hmm. marvel universe. That is beautiful. Um, well, we're going to go over to Patreon, uh, to talk and finish this conversation. I want to talk, hear a couple more of your prayers. And then I want, I want some of those juicy stories from your childhood. Cause I've heard some of them and I would love to talk to you about those deeper, but before we go, um, I would love if you would tell everybody where they can find you and where they can buy your book. Oh, they can find me at, uh, wake up to the joy of you.com. My website, uh, follow me on Instagram, Agape sees. I, uh, and we can continue the inspiration, the dialogue, the conversation and, um, my book in the, all the bookstores that you buy books, speaking <laughs> with spirit is now available. You can order it, have it in your bedside and Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm like everywhere as Agape Stasinopoulos. <laughs> She's not hard to find. <laughs> hard to find, stay in touch, uh, share your prayers. Uh, would love it if you post about the book post your prayers and uh, tell me what prayer means to you. I would really, um, I encourage you to participate in this field of this ongoing conversation with your source, your divine, your high self, your God, whatever it is you call it. Elia, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And guys, you got the call to action. So share the book, buy the book share your prayer. And if you like this episode, please share it with someone you love and we will talk to you next time. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please share it with someone you love. And if you're interested in becoming a client for energy coaching or card readings, find me at thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do and to book your own session. And don't forget to add me on the lovely Aaliyah on Instagram for daily content and inspiration and hang out with me on Patreon. As always, thank you for listening.